What up? What up? Welcome to the Continual Growth Podcast, where every week we bring you tips and tricks on how to kill every day and own your fucking life. I'm Bawanka. It's episode 55. I'm your host, and you know we're about to bring that hot fire. Today I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest, my girlfriend, Debu, aka D Beast, aka Chef D. But her real name is Cecile de Roland. D, how you doing today? Great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing incredible. I'm ready to get the podcast popping. Ready to introduce you to our listeners because I know you've got a lot of value to bring to them because you brought me a lot of value. Like this is the, she's the one who, she put me on personal development. She put me on uh, meditation, um, music, man, I'm out here listening to classical music because <laughs> of you. We're going to talk about that more in the story, but oh, yes. I remember when I met you, I was, I was waking up at like 12 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, why does this guy sleep so much? Why, why do you sleep so much? I'm like, yo, that's yeah. what I'm trying to do. It was He's, a real issue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you can hear she's got, a, she's got a little bit of an accent. So we're going to talk a little bit of her, about her story and you're going you're gonna to get to lo- know a little bit more about her and, and hear where that accent comes from. So tell us, where does the accent come from? So it's a French accent, but I'm from Reunion Island, which is a French island in Africa close to Madagascar, close to Mauritius, if anybody knows about Mauritius. Yeah, so this is like uh, this island. Anybody, Every time you've ever told anybody about this island, I think there's only been one person ever who's been like, oh, yeah, I know that place. Stefan. Yeah, yeah, but this this <laughs> island, you guys got to look into it. It's called Reunion Island. Yes. Um, what is it called? It's called the the most the most beautiful, the most vo- the volcanic island paradise that no one knows about yeah it has a volcano mountain the beach everything good food and yeah you have to go there if you haven't planned to go there yet you should plan this right now and um, if you need any recommendation let me know Mm -hmm. okay so i mean in life we all go through ups and downs we all have our struggles but i think a lot of the struggles that you've been through um have helped you get to where you are today and a lot of times you could you could have some of the things that you went through you could have let them hurt you and hold you back but instead you found ways to to turn them into fuel and and help you move forward so let's kind of go through go through your journey and let's take it back to reunion island where it all started um Mm -hmm. what was what was life like in in the island Life in an island is really relaxing. <laughs> okay. It's really cool. It's uh, hot all the time. People enjoy life a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same mentality as um, in France or here in Canada. It's not work, work, work. It's not work, work, work. It's actually the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. Yeah, I loved it. It's just that uh, an island is pretty small. So at one point, usually when you get when you finish school like 18 19 you want to see bigger so lots of people leave but lots of people come back a few years later but that's what it is it's really it's really cool mm-hmm. okay so let's jump into let's jump into your story into your journey so i know 
growing up you you wanted to be you wanted to be a gymnast you were you were you were you were at a really high level of of gymnastics and uh kind of walk us through what happened with that yeah so uh, i love gymnastics since uh, forever actually i don't even remember how but i uh, started on my own and uh so yeah i started with a coach at the age of 3 and i wanted to be a gymnast as you just said and um so the the training itself was pretty intense. They scale you at the beginning of the training, at the end. You can't really complain if you're in pain. They don't care. You just keep going. Yeah, I heard gymnastic coaches are crazy. Oh yeah. It's a yeah, it's a, actually a crazy life. To get you um, for you to have the split, they put like uh, bags of sand on your back so you can like touch the floor. <laughs> it's a crazy uh, training, but it's um, I, I loved it. It teaches you a lot of discipline, though. Oh too. yes, oh yes, you can't complain, and it's still a team. Even though you don't uh, do it as a team, it's still a team mentality when you train. Okay, okay, so. What happened with gymnastics? So gymnastics was great. I loved it. I spent my whole time doing gymnastics. But one day uh, during a training, uh, I fell on my back. And uh, that was the end of my gymnastic career because I uh, actually uh, broke a part of my vertebrae. Damn. And uh, so, yeah, right away I had to go to the hospital and I had to wear a brace cast for two years. Damn. And they told me right away that I will not be able to do any kind of physical activity for the rest of my life. Okay, so when they told you that, how did you feel and what did you think? Uh, it was like a blackout, kind of. Because <laughs> all my life was around gymnastics. So when they told me that, it's like uh, I didn't see what I was... I didn't know what to do after that. Mm -hmm. And it's like right away. So you have your week playing with your training and everything, but they tell you right away it's done. So then your whole life changed from one day to the other. So more than that, you have to heal at the same times. Uh, wearing a brace and cast is not this, I mean, it's not the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you just get used to this new life. And then I turned to music because I could not do any act exercise. So uh, I started to, uh, learn music at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these like really into music. She put me on, she put me on playing the piano. Um, I don't know, like one song, but she's, she's nice with it. Um, okay. So you stopped doing gymnastics, you turned to music and what's, what's going on with music? Did that, how did that make you feel? Did it, did it help? Did it fill the void? Uh, it filled the void in a certain way because music is as any kind of creative activity, uh, uses your subconscious mind. So you feel relaxed. Uh, it's a good feeling. Like it's a, it's kind of a meditation feeling when you play music. It was great, but still, uh, even though it relaxed you, it, it didn't help me to, uh, release. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I felt. So, yeah. so if you couldn't release, then, then what's going on? So what's going on is, uh, you accumulate. So first of all, there is a of at the beginning, you take a certain time to understand that you won't move because you move your whole life for a long time. I used to be uh, pretty active and, uh, it stopped right away. So you try to figure out what to do. But, uh, it, it didn't, I started, I mean, let's say quite, uh, soon after uh, I stopped gymnastic, I started to be more anxious. I started to feel like, uh, I started to have more bad thoughts. 
Yeah, I felt like I needed to release. So, yeah. Well, what do you mean? You started being anxious. You started having bad thoughts. What's, what's going on? So at that time, I don't really know what's going on. I just, uh, you know, I just start to feel time when I'm like, I'm, I, I don't know. It's a mix of fear, anxiety. It's pretty weird. And you just, uh, your body's shaking. You don't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. So what did, you, what did you end up doing about it? So at first I was, uh, at first I could calm down by breathing, uh, take a hot shower or stuff like this. At one point it didn't work that well because the anxiety increases and, uh, it's a vicious circle. It increases. So it's, it's, um, it stresses you even more. So at one point I uh, started to have anxiety panic. And one day I had one. Okay. What's for the people that don't know what, what is anxiety panic? Anxiety panic is like, you kind of, you kind of lose control. So you're anxious when you can stop yourself by breathing or taking a hot shower or whatever you do that can help you go back to a normal state of uh, mind. It's okay. But uh, anxiety panic is like the anxiety take, uh, is stronger than, uh, than whatever you try to do. Okay. So you don't really know what to do. You're kind of, uh, off stage of your whole mind. Okay. So, so then how did you deal with it? So, so yeah, so as I was saying, first I dealt with it with natural technique and then I started to use some plants to help, but the anxiety was just increasing more and more. I used to play music actually. Sometimes I would feel bad and I would go play some piano and it would calm me down, but then it would come back later. So, so yeah, so I was having those kind of, um, panic attack. And uh, one day I had one bigger than uh, any others. So I ended mm. up at the hospital this time and uh, I got prescribed a pretty strong medication that calmed my anxiety right away for sure. If anyone knows about it, it's called Valium. Okay. This is uh, not something I recommend to take. And um, How come you don't recommend it? Because it's really addictive. Oh, damn. So it's, it's a chemical, right? It's a medication. So as every chemical, even though your mind, if you, you want to, if you want to stop it, it's, it's fine. It's the first step, but a chemical, usually your body gets addictive to it. So it's harder to stop because even though you want to, your body asks for it. So you weren't able to stop. So I wasn't able to stop. And even worse than that, I uh, increased because as uh, lots of chemicals, you take a certain amount and it calms you down, but then you need more and more and more. So you keep increasing the quantity. Mm -hmm. And I went a little bit too far and uh, I became really addicted to this medication. Damn. Okay. Okay. So how did you stop being addicted to it? So I didn't choose to stop being addicted to it. Yeah. I didn't choose to stop. Actually, I just, my school, because I was, uh, I was 16 at that time. So my school, uh, started to notice that my behavior changed. I was, uh, way more relaxed. I was too much relaxed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so they advised, uh, you said you were falling down in your chair or something. Yeah. So I, I will take, because I will take it, uh, the whole day. So I will take it early in the morning, go to school and, uh, the medication has a really strong effect. So I will literally just slide from my chair to under my uh, desk. Damn. So I got to go to the, to see the nurse at school and she advised the other medical institution. Yeah. And, uh, they made me stop. So what they did is they just said, okay, you have to stop. Mm -hmm. so, but I, as uh, I just said before, 
you have to stop, but your body asks for it. So I stopped. And as soon as I stopped the same night, I woke up sweating, shaking. My body was asking for the medication. Okay. Okay. So how did you overcome it? So that night I uh, ended up at the hospital again. And uh, when they looked at the amount of Valium I was taking, it was way too much. It was way past uh, anything you can take. So uh, they put me uh, in rehab right away. Uh, so I started actually, I went to the hospital and didn't leave uh, from that day to a few weeks later. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to follow the whole rehab. So as I just said, uh, you at, at night you wake up sweating, shaking, the nurse come and they just hold you. They just hold your arms or everything because you're actually like... You're actually, it's another kind of attack. You just need it. You just want it. And that's the only thing that's on your mind at that moment. Okay. Okay. So then, um, you got through rehab, you got through rehab. And once you were through rehab, how are you feel when you were like back in the normal world? So, so they don't let you go. What's happened in rehab, they uh, help you with medication too. So they uh, help you get out of the addiction by giving you other medication to calm you down. Mm -hmm. So when I just left the rehab, I was okay because they gave me other kind of medication to, uh, to be able to, to handle it. So I felt, uh, I missed it, but, uh, I wanted to get rid of it. So I just, I just followed the path and, and that's it. Okay. 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 All right. So now you're out of rehab. Um, you got back to living like a regular life? Yes. So I go back to school after a few weeks out of it. Uh, as as much as I can, I go back to normal life again. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so yeah, you're you're in Reunion Island. Now you're back to regular life. And uh and then and then how did you end up going from Reunion Island to France? So the what happened so after I stopped that medication. And I go back to a uh, normal life. I still, I was in my uh, last year in high school. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a few months later, uh, life threw me something else. Another, another curveball? Yes. Damn. So unfortunately, a few, a few months after this rehab, I, uh, I got sexually assaulted. So I, I want to speak about it today because there is way too many women that have to handle this situation. A lot of women, unfortunately, probably around you, probably if you're a woman, you, unfortunately, you may have been through this situation. So, yeah, this is what happened. It was another, um, another hard time in my life. Yeah. And it happened, um, in the morning when I was going to school. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to go all, all into it too if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but it's more just, so this happened to you and how did you deal with it? Yeah. So I don't want, I'm not going to go that much into it as you just said, but I wanted to mention it because the fact that it happened going to school, my school got involved and then I had to denounce it. I want to say that because lots of mm -hmm. women don't denounce it. Okay. What do you mean when you say denounce it? Speak about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of people will, lots of women will just keep it for themselves and don't speak about it, which I completely understand. Mm -hmm. I, I was kind of forced to speak about it because of the situation. And, um, 
so f I, I just want to say to everyone that has to uh, go through this that it's hard to speak about it, but it helps you in the end. Mm -hmm. So what happened is because it became a big thing, uh, it's, it's an island, as you just said, I live on an island, so the newspaper spoke about it, the radio, I went back to school, everybody knew about it, and uh, it had to go to court. Damn, this must be tough. And how old are you at this time? 17. Wow. So um, I had a lawyer because it had to go to court, but I just wanted to forget about it. And um, I wanted to just live my life, a new life. And mm -hmm. uh, I didn't want to speak about it. So it was the end of my, it was close to the end of my studies, uh, end of high school. And you have to decide what you want to do after that. So I decided to, uh, do some musicology studies. And, uh, because it wasn't available in my island, I moved to France, which was the best thing for me because I could, it was an opportunity for me to run away from everything that happened in the past year. So I moved to France. That's what happened. I moved to France. I uh, started to study musicology. Mm -hmm. And uh, to finish with this topic, I just want again to uh, give any strength to any woman that have to go through this situation. I just want to say what I did, I ran away. So I didn't give any news to my lawyer. I wasn't uh, reachable. I just, I just uh, kind of erase this story of my life. And I just want to stay on it a, just a few minutes just to say that two years later I went back to my island I went back to uh, my lawyer to ask how it went and uh, she told me well I didn't have any news from you so I went to the court and everything but it doesn't you know it doesn't look good when you don't have any news from the person yeah. that got assaulted so the court still does the judgment right So then I asked what happened at that judgment. And when I heard the result, at first I got really upset because this guy didn't get that much. He got a restrictive... A restraining order? A restraining order. So he, he could not approach me. Uh, he got a fine, of course. He got some jail. Yeah. But he did most of the jail. Yeah, the but you're, you're in France. And for, um, those, for those who don't know, Reunion Island in France, that's like a 12-hour flight. Yeah. But I want to say that mostly because... Uh, He got something he got that it will not appear on his file when he will look for a job. So nowhere will be, it will be mentioned what happened. And he was a teacher for disabled uh, teenager. So when I heard that at first I was pissed. I was like, uh, what do you mean? It's not uh, on his file. And then I realized, so, so he can just forget about it because it's not, it's not, I mean, it's, he can just erase it from his life too, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's when I got stronger. I was like, there is no way I'm going to live with it my whole life. And he can just forget about it. How come he can have a normal life and I can't? Mm -hmm. So that gave me the strength to say, no, <laughs> I'm going to be stronger than that. And I'm going to fight against this. And I'm going to go back to uh, strong again. And I'm not going to let that affect me. Okay. Okay. All right. So. I know, so you too, you, 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 you got that strength back. You go to France. You're living in France full time now, studying music. Um, and then I know you ran into another challenge. Yeah. So I'm in France doing my, uh, musicology studies and I'm about to go to my last year of master degree. 
And uh, at that time, I have an exam to go from the first year of master to the second. You have an exam plus an interview. So you've already been in school for four years? Yeah. Okay. So I'm in school for four years. I go to this exam. I had the interview and then the results come and uh, uh, I'm not selected. So everyone is selected except me. Everyone from your program was supposed to move on to the to the fifth year. Yeah. Okay. Except me. Except for you. So I don't understand. So I go speak with the guy that's at the head of the musicology field. Yeah. And he clearly tell me right in the face. He tell me, oh, listen, there is some people that don't speak that much, but you know, they are smart. But when I see you, I know you're not. He said that to you. He said that to me right in the face. So at first I'm a little shocked and I'm like, okay, well, weren't you one of the top people in your class? Yeah. 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 So that's why I, I, at first I'm confused. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I have just one more year Mm -hmm. to do. So it it tells me that in July, try, I I try to find another school, but July, everything is like the, the inscription are closed already. And he gave me one option. He said, okay, I, I, my decision is made. I'm not going to take you in the second year, but if you want, you can just, if you don't present your thesis, I can take you again in this first year. You can do this first year again. So just do the year over again. Yeah. Yeah. I first, I don't want to, but as I just said, uh, September comes, I don't really have the choice because as I just mentioned, I came from my island to France and uh, there is some rules. Uh, if I want to keep the money that I get from the government, I get, uh, I also get a flight to go see my family every year. Mm. So you have to stay in school. So you have to stay in, in school. Yeah. Or else I just lose everything, my apartment, my mm. everything. Okay. So September comes, I take the option. I said, okay, I'm just going to do this year again, but here I am. I don't have to go to school because all my uh, class, uh, I've passed all my class before. Mm. I just, I just have my thesis to uh, present. So I take advantage of this year, uh, this year with nothing. So I do internship for a year. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Why did they tell you that you, you couldn't go on? Everybody else got to go on. You didn't get to go on. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't know. I had a meeting with this guy and that's, that's all he mentioned. He told me like, why don't you go to some, do something else like sociology or, and I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Uh, it's been four years. I'm doing musicology. I'm working for this master. So I was confused, but still I didn't really know the real reason. The year after, I go back to do the exam again and pass the, um, the interview again. And as soon as I get to the first exam, the same guy come to me and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? I told you uh, what I think. I don't want, I, I'm not going to take you in the second year. So I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just going to do the exam again. I want to go. I'm not going to give up just like this. Mm-hmm. Do the exam. Uh, my thesis was about, uh, my thesis was about Maloya. Maloya is a music from my island that comes from slavery. Mm-hmm. It's really, really uh, powerful music. Yeah. And uh, I'm really attached to this music because it's from my roots. Yeah, I, I know about it. She put me on uh, December 20th. What's December 20th? Tw- yeah, December 20, 20th is the, um, the end of slavery in the Iranian island. Yeah, that's... 1848. That's your favorite day? Yes, that's okay. my favorite day of the year. And every every year on that day, she puts on that Maloya. She taught me the dance. We start, we start moving. We start yeah. moving. <laughs> Yeah, so that's um, because of my thesis. Uh, in the exam to go in the second year of my of master, you have an artistic uh, presentation to do, and my presentation was to dance uh, this dance, the Maloya. 
And I start, I starting to understand why I didn't get in at that moment because this guy, uh, started to mention a lot of racist, um, things. So he would tell me like, uh, oh yeah, in your highland, you're probably used to the hot weather because in, so he kept mentioning in your highland and I'm like, uh, uh, I'm confused. It's French. So it's just, it's an island, but still yeah. it's French. And he's like, he starts speaking bad about slavery, how uh, he doesn't believe that everyone comes from, uh, I mean, he doesn't believe in everything that's said about slavery and mm -hmm. everything. He mentioned lots of racist things and, uh, result come and he doesn't take me again in this second year. I'm not selected again, but this time, not only me, me and four other people that come from uh, the West Indies. West Indies are similar to uh, my island. It's old colony. It's French old colony. Okay. Okay. So this time I start, I'm starting to understand what the issue is, um, speak with other people and uh, find out that this guy is known to be racist. And, uh, I just decided that I will not accept uh, the final decision. So what I did is, uh, damn, sorry to do this, but you know, we got to cut this episode short because we always want to respect your time. So what we've done is we cut this episode into two. Um, really hope you're enjoying it. And the second part is going to be coming out on Thursday. So stay tuned. And until then, kill every day and own your fucking life. Bless up! <laughs>